we acknowledge that Spruce Grove Public Library sits on Treaty 6 territory and expresses gratitude and respect for the land we use with the pledge that this organization will actively work to end systematic racism, continue to participate in truth and reconciliation, and partner with our neighbors First Nations, Alexander Cree, Alexis Nakota Sioux, Enoch Cree, and Paul, to improve indigenous programming, services, and resources in our community. We are here to provide an informative and entertaining method to reach out to our community of Spruce Grove. If you have any questions or concerns about anything you hear on this podcast, you can email us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca. Hi, Simone. We're back again. Yes, we are. For a September episode. Yes. We are now going to be doing regular episodes to a month. I'm excited. I am too. I've missed this. Yeah, I feel like it's almost like therapy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just to like say everything you need to say. Absolutely. How are you? I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm good. I'm getting the tech tank together. <laughs> Exciting. And I think it's coming along really well. It looks very nice in here. We have some really cool new things that we'll be introducing. It's going to be more for all ages. Little ones can have fun in here too, without their parents worrying. They'll get into everything. So I'm very excited to welcome all of our patrons. Hopefully that will be this month. Let's get right into what you're reading. Or watching. Or listening. Or playing. I'm ashamed, Simone. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly about myself, but... (laughs) Okay, tell our listeners why you're ashamed of me. You read no books this month. It's true. I didn't. You had a busy month, though. I did have a busy month, but still, that's no excuse. Although, I do have this newfound passion of painting rocks. So that's pretty much what I've been doing every evening. Instead of reading, I've been painting rocks with my acrylic pens. It's a healthy activity. I approve. And while I've been doing that, I've been watching shows. What shows have you been watching? Well, I'm going to highlight one in particular, which I think you'll be very pleased to hear about. I hope so. Parks and Recreation. <laughs> I finally watched it. <laughs> so happy for you. Oh yes. my gosh. For the longest time, I put it off because I watched the first couple episodes and I was like, eh, just don't, doesn't vibe. And then my wife said, you have to try again. I'm on halfway through season one and it really is funny. And I was like, fine, okay. Courtney says it's good too, so I will give it a try. And it is hilarious. My stomach muscles actually hurt from laughing so much. I love the text you give to me overnight and night. You're just like, I'm watching this one. <laughs> the hatred that the Parks and Rec have for the library is hilarious. Forbidden Zone, it's just this den of terribleness. <laughs> so great. And I love Ron Swanson, anti-government guy who works for the government, but he's really sweet. And Leslie, they're just such great characters. And it's just so funny and silly. Do you have a least favorite character? I don't really like Tom. Fair. I don't like Tom either. Sorry, Tom, if you're listening. <laughs> I seriously doubt it, but hey. He was one of the reasons I didn't really like the first couple episodes. Wow, this guy's just a big jerk. But it actually kind of fits in as it goes on because everyone points out to him he's a jerk and they don't just take his nonsense. That's true. I just feel bad that, not to spoil too much, but I feel like that's just his character and he doesn't really grow that much. Which is disappointing, but I mean, also, you can expect it. Mm -hmm. So I've been watching this every night for the past couple of weeks. We're up to season four. I can't wait till you get to my favourite episode. What season is that again? 
five. I think I remember when I texted you, season five, episode nine. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Ron and Diane. I was sobbing. <laughs> it was so funny. I can't wait. As soon as you watch it, you have to text me. I will. I will. And when I haven't been watching Park and Rec and Painting Rocks, I've been playing on my Xbox. And my newest obsession is goat sim. I have so many questions. What is goat? <laughs> that just sound like, are you the goat? So, yes, you're oh. the goat. And you're running around a city, forest, and different places. And you're basically causing havoc. You're hitting cars, making them explode, um, <laughs> licking people, and then they get stuck to your tongue, and your tongue stretches like 10 miles, and you can fling people around and throw them off buildings and smash them to windows and wreck things. You're just this goat who is the most obnoxious, awful goat ever. And the whole point of the game is to cause destruction and chaos. It is fantastic. (laughs) Especially when you've had, you know, you've had a stressful day, work was hard or traffic was terrible. You just play that game, you get to rampage, destroy things, and it's just so freeing. I love this. So you can go and raise hell and do it in a very safe environment. Yeah, you get points. That's amazing. (laughs) And you get different skins. So... There's um, one where you kind of become a giraffe goat, so your neck gets really, really long. Or you become a giant goat, which is about the size of a whale. What's your favourite? <laughs> I think the whale goat is my favourite. It just kind of hops around like, boom, like an elephant crushing the city. There's robots, and there's all these different packs you can buy, too. And when you go somewhere where there's people, they're all screaming and running, and like, ah, the goat! It's like, ha, ha, ha. Is there a Godzilla skin? I feel like that should be a thing. There might be. I haven't I haven't checked. There is a skin of the alien queen from the movie Aliens. So it's a goat with an alien queen head, which is really bizarre, but also really cool. That's fun. <laughs> That's actually a lot more than I had pictured when I just see the title Goat Simulator. I thought, just ate grass. And well, that's what I thought. And you're like, okay. I thought maybe it was you eat grass and you maybe chew on a tin can or something. But no, you just... It's kind of like GTA, but with a goat. <laughs> they should rename it to that. <laughs> GTA, but with a goat. <laughs> I think a lot more people would probably be like, what? Mm-hmm. I'd be more interested, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend it. And uh, we do have it here to borrow. And I believe it's on our Xbox here at the library as well. So Fantastic. Yes. I think once we're done, you should go and have a game. Yeah. I think um, I think that's exactly what we're going to do. Test out your goat skills. Yes. So, listeners, if you want to come by the Spruce Grove Public Library and play Goat Simulator, you can. Yeah. If you're if you're having a bad day, just come to the library, sit at the Xbox, play Goat Simulator. I guarantee you'll be smiling by the end. My promise. So mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing, which is amazing. And I know you have been carrying the reading torch, so I don't feel quite so bad. <laughs> yeah, I got through a lot of books this. Uh... What? Well, weeks, because... My we goodness, have... there's a six-page list right here. Oh, yeah, let me just go through... No, <laughs> like a page book. <laughs> yes, reading. And you'll be so proud of me at the end by my last one here, but oh. I'll get through some of the books. Okay. Um, so I finished the Winter Night Trilogy, so that's The Bear and the Nightingale, and then it went The Girl in the Tower, and then Winter of the Witch. Yes, I remember you talking about Yes, that. so read the last one, finally done. I will definitely give it at least a 4.5 out of Five stars. Oh, wow. it, it was really good. Really good. Recommend that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember what episode I talked about it the first time, but like I said, anything that's like the last book, I can't really say much because it kind of just ruins it for the rest of everyone. But was it a satisfying ending? Yes. 
I I was satisfied. I, I mean, obviously, there's always that, but I mean, okay, or you know, when it's not happy ending, or if it's just mm-hmm. a normal ending, I felt I'm like okay, done, moving on. And as we move on, the next one I read is Six Crimson Cranes by Elizabeth Lim. Uh, so YA, so super fast read. Mm-hmm. I, I was entranced by the cover. I thought the cover of the book was just like, oh my goodness, this is so pretty. Yes. And then to one up it, I saw another publishing house did another cover that's even prettier. Of course I got it. So basically, quick short of it, it's like the retelling of the Brothers Grimm, the Six Wands mm-hmm. curse, but instead it's now like East Asian inspired and then they turn to cranes instead of swans. So if you know that one, you'll kind of get the hint of that one. But then, of course, you add a very powerful princess who's just kick-ass and wants to save her brothers. So that was really cool. Uh, same author of Spin the Dawn, if anyone has read that. I haven't, so I'm not going to read it and let you know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, next, I have Breasts and Eggs by Mieko Kawakami. This one, I had taken it out before, and I think I was in that moment of... I just have too much to read. So I, I read like about 50 pages and I was like, me, <laughs> I just, I sent it back. And then I kept seeing it on my Instagram. Like, this is a good read. This is a good read. And I was like, I'll take it out. Again. I'll try it again. And I actually really enjoyed it. Really, really nice story translated work. So, I mean, there's always that to keep in mind that originally Japanese, mm-hmm. um, basically the quick summary of it is that there's, Two individuals, one, and this is kind of why it's called breasts and eggs, is one, this is in Japan, so one woman wants to have a breast enhancement, and the other one wants to have um, artificial insemination so she can have a child. Okay. And then the complexities of both, especially in the culture, like, uh, they talk a lot, like, the stories kind of split one part is the breast and eggs, and then it stops and then talks about the other story about... um, Mostly the artificial insemination for this woman. And it goes into a lot of detail about the uh, logistics of it. Like, Mm -hmm. as a woman, if you go and do that and you have your child, that child will not know their father. And how that's, like, brings shame upon the family. And how then you get the, especially if it's from a very big, rich family. Like, technically, you're not my my kin. So, therefore, you shouldn't be able to inherit. And it goes to all those logistics and how that's not okay. And, yeah, just and how... It's kind of like an underground, this is really gross, an underground uh, system. Like there's a gentleman who literally was just like, kind of like, I'm here to impregnate you. You know, I charge way less than usual. Ladies have had great, like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) they've been very satisfied with my work kind of idea. Like he takes it with such pride and I'm just reading this and like, ew, ew, ew. (laughs) But because it's not really well known and... It's a little bit complicated in Japan. There's kind of like the seedy underground. And I was just like, oh, interesting. So that was a, a good book. And obviously both of their struggles and how they're managing life. So I highly recommend. Definitely different perspective. Uh, next, Gods and Monsters by Shelby Mahurin. So that's book three of the Serpent and Dove series. It was like 600 pages. It was a YA. It took me four days to read. It was the last in that installment. Because I really liked, like, ooh, pretty cover. I'm like a magpie. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> shiny. It was shiny. I'll have to show you. It's like gold and like there's a serpent on it. And it's really cool. I'm glad the series was able to wrap up. Not going to lie. After the first book, she kind of went downhill for me. I just finished um, XOXO 
by Axio. Really cute Korean YA novel about the main character is a cellist and goes into this music school. She's from the US, but does a semester in Korea, meets a K-pop band, falls in love with one of the guys that's part of it who also goes to her school. Cute read, fun read, quick read. Mostly made me want Korean food. Okay. They keep mentioning all their delicious food, and I'm just like... It's salivating. I'm like, I want topoki too. <laughs> I want all this food. And, and or I'm Googling, what is this? <laughs> this sounds good. So really cute, fast read. And then I'm working on another book right now. Oh, well, I'll talk about that next time because I feel like I've already talked about so much. But this last one, you'll be so proud of me. And I'm scared, but I'm Ooh, playing a video game. You're playing a video game. Yes. I was just in, I was in one of those moods on the weekend. And I'm like, I want something new. So I almost cracked and wanted to get Sims 4. But then I was looking at like the price of the basic thing and then all the expansion packs. And I was like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. It, just to get like the basic game and a few goodies. Yeah. I was like, this is nearly 200 bucks. So I was like, mm, maybe not, because I played Sims 3 like many moons ago. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, now of course there's a new one. So I cracked and um, bought a Nintendo Switch game. I bought Monster Hunter Stories 2. Have you played any of the Monster Hunter series? I haven't. So I used to play them back when they were on the, I think the first one I played it was on the Wii. <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> I was terrible at it, but it was so much fun because... The original Monster Hunter series, you're more like, you are the hunter and you hunt all these really scary and huge monsters and then you could like soup up your weapons and soup up your uh, armor and you collect items and people of the village like need help getting rid of monsters. I was just really terrible at it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was so much fun. But this Monster Hunter stories, luckily I didn't have to play the first one to understand the second one. This one's more like RPG. So way easier to play. Okay. Which I'm like, yes. And you do hunt monsters, but you also are like a rider. So you can pick a monster to ride around. Cool. And like train them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is so, this is dangerous because I can't guarantee I'll be reading many books. Ah, so the tables might be turned I next think, episode. I think so, because I've mentioned before, if I start playing a video game, you pretty much just won't see me anymore. I'm just, I'm so engrossed in it and... Mm-hmm. Now what I do is I'm like, okay, I'll read 100 pages, and then i got to go get my video game. <laughs> and then I play until 1 o'clock in the morning. Because that's what happens. Time changes when you're playing video games. The good thing is, is that I take the Switch off the dock, and I take it to my room and play in my bed so that literally I have a time limit of like maybe two to three hours because the battery will oh, die on the thing. Yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. Unless I was tired. <laughs> I, I do that with Fortnite. It's almost the end of the season. And level 200 is like the cap. Oh. And I'm at level 190. I think I'll play for half an hour. And then last night it was 11.30. Started at 9.30. So. I know it's not the thing to do, but I'm rooting for you. Thank <laughs> like, you. Screw work. Screw life. I'm playing video games. I have to get all the skins. Uh, see? There you go. I'm like, I have to get the items so I can upgrade my weapons. Yes. Or my armor. Or i got to help this old man because he needs help. With, like, finding berries or something. I love side quests. I get... Are you... Okay, how do you operate? Are you just, like, main quest, and that's oh, no. it? You I bounce around? Yeah, I, I... Oh, it takes me forever to get to the main quest. <laughs> I get distracted, too. <laughs> it's just like life, really. Uh, right? <laughs> We're just like, oh, yeah, but wait. I have a project, but, oh, I've got to do this and this and this. But look at this thing. Yeah. We're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you don't have ADHD as well? I probably do. <laughs> 
I, sh- I don't know. I should probably go get diagnosed. But yeah, I flitter <laughs> all the time. I don't don't know why I'm here. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. But that was lots. But that's it for that. Right. On to housekeeping. I apologize. I talked a lot, so you can. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Program registration is open. Yay! Most programs are full, so you guys are really on the ball. Check out our website, sgpl.ca. I'm sure there are some spaces left, so have a look and register. Mask mandates. As you no doubt heard from the government of Alberta, masks are required once again in all indoor public spaces and workplaces. Spruce Grove Library requires our staff and visitors to wear masks. And we remind all those who wish to visit the library to stay home if you're feeling unwell. Please remember to bring along your mask until further notice. Don't worry if you do forget it, we will have some at the greeter's desk for you. And we will also continue to provide hand sanitizer throughout the library. And safety shields will remain in place at service counters at this time. If you're uncomfortable coming to the library, to a public space, we totally understand And that's why curbside pickup is still available. You can pick up your held items or any items we have through curbside pickup. I'll just go through that again quickly because I don't know if we've talked about how it works for a while. When you're in the library parking lot, give us a call at 780-962-4423, extension 0. Our staff will ask for your library card number and check out items for you. And then a staff member will meet you outside with your items. Don't forget to bring your own bag if you have lots of items, because those books can definitely add up. Of course, if it's a rainy day, then we will provide a plastic bag for your items. Please return those bags on future library trips, as we can reuse them. Do we have any big events in September, Courtney? I'm sure we do. Such as? Yes. The Alberta Culture Days, because I haven't talked about that enough. (laughs) Let me bombard you some more. Yes, please. <laughs> so the Spruce Grove Library has been selected as a celebration site, and we're partnering with our best friends in the whole world, the Allied Art Council, to make this day just much more much mm-hmm. for all the muchness. Wonderful. Yes. So our theme this year is the beauty of the world shines from the diversity of its people. So we have a lot of great um, events and activities planned. It's all up on our website, sgpl.ca. It's right under the programs tab. I made sure it was like right at the top. Yes, is it? Very clear, right at the top there. Because <laughs> I'm pushy with my stuff. I'm like, yes! <laughs> right at the top. I'll go over just quickly a few of our um, activities that we're having. Uh, so we have our community crafts. There's still stuff available when I last checked. One is the mini museum, which is a lot of fun because we have our museum gallery out for people to look at. And then our paint-a-song program is the other one that we have. So that one, you just grab some paints and then borrow some music from a collection. And you just... Paint as you listen. So you kind of paint as the mood takes you with the song. Yeah. And you can pick whatever music you want and you just let your hand guide you. That sounds really fun. And there's an artist who specifically, that's all she does is she listens to a song and just paints. There's a fancy word for it. I already forgot what it's called. But it's on our website because I did put a <laughs> YouTube video there. So do not worry if I forget. Head there because I'm pretty sure I had it in my head when I made the website. Um... The Allied Art Council is also going to have two classes. One's going to be an adult art class and one's going to be a family art class. Mm -hmm. You can head to their website and learn more there. 
And then because I have not talked about this nearly enough, I'm sure everyone is super annoyed with me. <laughs> Notorious Cree is going to have a performance on Saturday, September 2nd at 2 at Central Park. Notorious Cree. Yes, the famous TikTok hoop dancer who has like, I think last time I checked, like 3.1 million followers. Yes, he's amazing. Yes, so he'll be here. He's going to do a performance and some educational stuff, so please come to that. How? Notorious Cree our little Spruce Grove. I know, he's Edmonton local-ish, so I'm like, woo! <laughs> I only just mildly stalk. Mildly. <laughs> mildly. It's not why I got TikTok at all. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll have an adult and youth writing workshop that weekend. And then there's a virtual blanket exercise. So it's kind of a nice mix. We got some in-person at the library workshops. We've got some taken nakes. We've got a virtual. And then we've got something outside. So it's all levels of comfort were considered. Well, that's great, especially in these times. With these times. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Because I want to plan all the fun things. And then it's like, <laughs> no. Have a magic. Like, no. Yeah. You can't have fun things. It's kind of how I feel. I feel like that child was just like, me. Yeah, Coke is just like this mean person. Who's just like, no, no fun. It's so hard. It's so hard to plan fun things for everyone. That's so sorry. You are doing a great job. Oh, well, thank you. But I, I try. You know, we have these ideas and then we go forward and it's like. <laughs> we keep going forward. We do. Registration's open for all of those? So registration, yes, you will need to register for the art and writing workshops because those do have limited spaces. I believe Becca just has to get back to me really quickly this week about her registration, but please just reach out to them because that is their speciality and they can tell you more information. Okay, and that is taking place from Friday, September 24th to Sunday, September 26th. You betcha. Okay, so plenty of time to register. That's right. Perfect. What's happening in Spruce Grove? It's an election year. And of course, it's municipal and federal because let's do it all at once because why not? Yeah, the whole thing. So, <laughs> yep. And the election day is October 18th. Mm-hmm. There is information on our website. Right under the About tab, I have something there called Election Readiness. So it talks about when the election day is, exactly what you need to vote. So as far as like residency, over 18, da 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 mm-hmm. um, It goes a little bit into the forum that is supposed to happen. I believe it's supposed to be virtual from what I know. But all the information that I could find is available there, including candidates and their websites and all that goodly stuff. I believe we will have a display kind of closer to the day and some social media just to kind of Help let you know and inform everyone what's going on. Spill the tea <laughs> on what's happening with the Civic Center. Yeah, so, because this is obviously very important for the library. Oh, they got a nice picture this time. I, I'm i not even going to say borderline. I straight up stalk the sprucegrove.org uh, website to always be on top and find out how the Civic Center project is going. And just so happen to be looking. Mm-hmm last week. And I found they are in the preliminary design work and the proposal to find the architect. So they want to find the architect for the Civic Center project that hopefully will happen, but that depends on our last point. Election. Mm. (laughs) Yes, they're all tied together. They are. It does sound very promising, though. It does. I mean, someone designed a beautiful graphic and... They're, yeah, starting to look for architects to design what the space will look like. If anyone ever sees the Blackfalls public library that they're getting, 
I think it's going to be similar because they also created a like recreation slash library space. Spruce City Council will make the final decision on the Civic Centre in November. It's already September. Yeah, it's almost the middle of September. My goodness. So hopefully by our November episode, we will have some good news. But whatever the news is, we will let you know. Here first at uh, yes, <laughs> first at behind the stacks. Now heading over to Stony Plain because I always love snooping on our um, yes, tri-region nice to go to Stony Plain. What are they up to? Yeah, and a kind snoop. It's always just like, what you guys doing? Must be exciting thing. It's not a creepy snoop. I only do that with the SpruceGrove.org Civic Center project. <laughs> Which, well, that's good. You you keep your creepiness at a not too intense level. Yeah, and it'll end on November because we're going to find out <laughs> that I'll have energy for something else. No. Back to Stony. Yes. So the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, they are having an event, Project of Heart. And it says here, citizens are invited virtually to work through the Project of Heart material and then bring their gesture of reconciliation to display at the Stony Plain Youth Centre. On September 30th. And do you know what's special on September 30th? What is special on September 30th? What's your day? The whole um, aim of it is education. It's a big project. I was looking at this doozy and I'm like, oh, it's good. So you will conduct an investigation into the history and legacy of Indian residential schools in Canada. What do they got here? Just kind of some posing questions to start your research. Oh, and oh, resources. Very nice. A lot of resources. Fantastic. Yes, this is an excellent place to go to um, gain more knowledge on the whole subject. And it sounds like a really big kind of initiative. It sounds like the library is involved, but then also there's Native Counseling Services and Stony Plains uh, Social and Community Development in the city. Like, everyone's on board for this. So that's really fantastic. Good job, Stony Plain. Yes, absolutely. Well done. This is how change happens, through learning and education. And they have some dates on here. When when some of these virtual, oh, drop-ins. Thursday, September 2nd, 9th, 16th, and 23rd from 6.30 till 8 p.m. Everyone of all ages is welcome. You can drop in or register to participate in a facilitated discussion based on the Project of Heart. The facilitators are from Native Counseling Services of Alberta. Fantastic. But of course, for more information, you can go on to myspl.ca, in the events tab, and learn more. And also at Stony Plain, even more Stony Plain news. Stony Plain author visit. Ooh, she's on a tour for Sarah Salter Kelly. Sarah Salter Kelly shares her experience of her mother's brutal kidnapping and homicide as a template to support others in moving into the underworld territory of trauma. Through her inspirational story, she offers foundational teachings to guide you in trusting that not only have you had the right life experiences, you have the resources within you to address them and transform. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. So that's taking place September 20th uh, from 6.30 to 8 p.m. And again, you can visit myspl.ca under events. She also has a website, sarahsaltikelly.com. And now we have one of my favorite things that we do in this podcast, an interview with one of our amazing staff. Who do we have this week? Sonia. Yay. She's she's a new little spunk of life. Oh my gosh. She really is. Yeah. Just lights up the room. Such a sweepy. And here she is. We have a very special guest, our wonderful Clerk One, 
Sonia Mercer. Hi, Simone. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We are very excited to have you. How are you liking working at Spruce Grove Library? Oh my gosh, I'm having so much fun. It's such a blast. I love everybody. They're super sweet. And oh, the patrons are so awesome. How did you start in the library world? Um, yeah, so I started um, by volunteering at a school library um, and then kind of liked it from there, found out that there was a program, um, joined into the program for library tech at Grant McEwen, and then got lucky enough to uh, get some summer student positions. And then from there, moved into another, um, had some school library positions, and then eventually uh, moved into Spruce Grove, where I'm hoping to never leave. So yay! How long have you worked in the library industry? I want to say about um, just under three years so two years two mm-hmm. years in a little bit that's quite a short time but do you have a favorite memory or um or story about working in the library um i want to say it was probably when i was working at the school libraries it was kind of fun um introducing makerspace and kind of steam programs into the library and watching the kids interact with the technology and mm-hmm. just kind of watching them get excited about it so that was that was kind of fun. that is a lot of fun great when you see them just like a little spark goes up and exactly. they're like oh <laughs> What do you usually do day by day and responsibilities here at Bruce Grove? Yeah, so um, I get the great opportunity of um, meeting the patrons as they come in. Um, I get to help with their check-ins and check-outs. Um, I also get to help them register for new uh, library cards. Uh, and then I get to do some fun stuff like um, doing the holds um, and then doing some reference work. So it's been quite a busy, busy... Um, so you really like kept on your toes. Yes, 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 yes. What advice would you give to people looking into getting a career in the library world? Definitely. I would say um, once you're actually in the program to try to um, get those summer student positions and definitely apply because you can create those connections. And then hopefully once you graduate, you can go back and um, hopefully there'll be positions. Mm -hmm. A couple of random questions. Do you have a favorite book? Ooh, yes. Um, It's Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. Um, mm-hmm. It's really, really good. It was a staff recommendation. And yeah, no, it was definitely a really good one. What is your favorite thing to do here at the library? Ooh, I would definitely have to say um, creating patron new accounts because you kind of get to know the um, patron. You kind of get to start knowing the community a little mm-hmm. bit. So it's kind of nice. And then um, especially when you make the little kids accounts because then you kind of get to follow them as yeah. they grow up a little bit. So oh. that's... That's awesome. I used to do story time and little ones would come in and now they're graduating high school. So. It's crazy to see how like they've grown and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wow. And it'd be like such a short amount of time, but yes. <laughs> yeah, it goes by too fast. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. We hope that you'll come back again. Yay, I will definitely. Thank you again so much for this opportunity, Simone. This has been awesome. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much, Sonia, for visiting us. Please come back anytime. Or thing that we didn't mention till now. <laughs> I always forget to do that. Sorry. We'll try better next time. Yes. Must do better. Which sounds like something a teacher would say. And that ties in as our theme is return to school. As soon as you said that, my first thought is like, oh my gosh, what would be your grade? <laughs> like the trauma of like, oh, it's only a B minus. Oh, oh gosh, we get D. 65%. <laughs> 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 but we do love school like i don't know i liked school did you like school i liked learning things at school there uh i was incredibly shy i could go whole days without saying anything so i found the social part of school a bit difficult but i did have a few friends we our teacher called us um a group of misfits so that was nice <laughs> <laughs> i feel like thanks <laughs> i guess i guess we were the nerdy kids 
But yeah, I do have fond memories of school, uh, especially art. That was my favourite subject. What was yours? Oh, that's like so long ago. <laughs> that I was in school. And we're talking about like K-12? to Is that what we're going to kind of span it to? Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. I, yeah, I was the jock. You were a jock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I did like art and I do like art and I was okay at it. But no, I was, all my friends were guys. Mm-hmm. And we played sports and video games. And yeah, essentially, if you had to categorize, if you were the misfits, I was the jock or the tomboy. What was your worst subject? My worst subject? Yeah. French. Oh, did you have to learn French too? I had to learn French. We'll go into how different British school and Canadian school was. I had to learn French. So much trouble remembering the pronunciation and the verbs and the nouns, adjectives, you know, all the little things that go into language. And I had a horrible teacher. Once I read a passage and I got it wrong and she made me stand up on my chair and read it again. Why? I think it was just to make me feel like an inch high. And it it did. I stood up on my chair and I tried reading it again. And of course, standing on my chair didn't fix the problems I was having, strangely enough. So she just said, oh, just sit down. She got one of the kids who was amazing at French I mean, I know different time in different country, but as an ex-teacher, I'm still like, why? Like, it almost feels like it was to embarrass you more so. Like, look, look, now yeah. you're up high and you still, like... That's what, I, it, that's what it felt like. I don't like that. that. I'm so sorry. Thank you. That was in about 1989. So, yeah. It was a while back. I was born. <laughs> you were born? <laughs> so, well, little baby Courtney was entering the world. I was standing on a chair trying to speak French. Oh, awful. <laughs> but I'm kind of excited to talk about the UK and the Canadian differences. So do you want to get right into that? Sure. Um, I think it has changed a bit over there now. I think they do have like grade one, grade two and everything. But back when I was at school, back when you were a wee baby, actually before you were born even. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> That's just got weird. <laughs> back in my day, we had kindergarten and then we had infant school which was five to five to seven and then we had junior school which was seven to eleven then we had secondary school which was eleven to sixteen that was it and then you could go on to college oh yeah you graduated at 16 oh that is different did you guys have preschool we had preschool kindergarten i think we had preschool i didn't go to preschool i just went in at kindergarten so I'm not too sure on that one. But yeah, when people here say to me, like, I'm going for grade four or grade five, and I don't know what age that is. <laughs> I didn't grow up in grades. It was year one, year two, year three. I would be so confused, but that is so interesting. Mm-hmm. And then done at 16. Done at 16. And then you could go on to college if you wanted to, or go get a job. I did go to art college for a while after I finished school. But then the college closed down, so... <laughs> of course it did. Yes. <laughs> God. Oh. Do you know what's there now? No idea. Okay. It's really a parking lot. Something. Yeah, I was supposed to say, like, it's something you're like, that's always my biggest feeling. Like, you took down this. Mm-hmm. And we had to wear a school uniform. <gasps> yes, uniforms. In um, infant school, you didn't have to wear one in kindergarten. But once you got to junior school, then you... The school I went to, it was pretty basic. We just had a white blouse and a grey skirt, pants for the boys. I always wanted to wear pants because I wasn't allowed. And then once I got into secondary school, I went to a place called Langleybury, which is also closed now. 
Although it is used for filming things because it was the score was by this mansion and who was it Adele when she did the song Rolling in the Deep it was filmed in that mansion. Oh, that's cool. So that's pretty cool. You can't tell it's just her with all these white sheets and glasses everywhere. But yeah, it was. I think it was where I used to have my history lessons. That's wild. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, I had a green jacket, a green blazer, a tie, a white shirt, and we were allowed to wear pants. Oh, how progressive. Mm-hmm. Very, very <laughs> progressive. Oh, my goodness. And did you like wearing it? I kind of did because I always thought that I'd watch, like, the grassy yes. And you'd see episodes where kids would be made fun of because of the sneakers they were wearing or the clothes. And I thought, at least with this, everyone's wearing the same uniform. So nobody can say, oh, my uniform looks better than yours. My uniform's more expensive than yours. Just the same across the board. Kind of like that. It's a nice lesson growing up, so mm-hmm. you don't get snooty. Because of course, I went to school in St. Albert, mm-hmm. which has some rich families there. So I feel like if we had uniforms, like you said, it would have like leveled the playing field. Yeah. What else did we do? Oh gosh, I remember that we didn't have uh, electronic bell at my junior school. We actually had a handheld bell, and if you were lucky, you got to be the bell ringer. I would get picked, and you'd stand in the doorway, hold up this. Big bell, like one of those ones, you know, for shame. Oh, it was the best. I loved being the bell ringer. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, ours it, it was not that nice sounding. That probably would have sounded a lot nicer than the, like, mm-hmm. sound you get. And then I remember with my school. Yeah, no, I went to the same school from K to 9. So I only went to two schools. Mm-hmm. And then obviously high school. And then they changed the bell. Like, I don't know, they want it more, like, melodic. And no one... You couldn't hear it because it was. <laughs> <laughs> but a real bell. Like, I don't think in a K-9 school, like, how many buses were in your school? Do you remember? I don't. I was like, that would not carry <laughs> my school. <laughs> Some people would hear it right outside their classroom and be like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I would just give her. What about high holidays? I remember... Because we would have, like, wings, sort of. So there would be, like, the elementary and kindergarten wing. And then mm-hmm. it was, like, the junior high wing. Right. And around, like, Christmas, someone would wheel down the piano in the elementary wing, and all the classes would gather outside the hallways and we'd sing Christmas carols. Oh. And we got in trouble, and teachers were not impressed because we would sing the Christmas carols, like, the fun ones, like, you know, like Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer or, like, mm-hmm. Batman Smells, Robinson, yeah. like, those renditions, and they would be so mad at us, like, stop doing that. Sing it proper. We're just like, no! <laughs> or we're just under a breath, we're like, burp, burp, burp. <laughs> You're so subtle. Right? And they all just look at us, like, oh, you get the glare. Oh, the glare. Clearly, I was <laughs> the rebel, <laughs> rebel child. I remember when I was about um, eight, so it would have been at junior school, we had a teacher who did a Halloween celebration, and she got in trouble because <gasps> back then in the 80s in the UK, Halloween was thought of as this kind of dark scary thing there used to be tv shows about it where people would sit around and discuss girl dangers of halloween children but the teacher was like this is really fun so we're gonna have some candy we're gonna make decorations and when your parents come in i want you all to hide under the tables jump up and go boo so when it got to the end of the day our parents came in to get us and the teacher was like one moment we got under our desk said okay come on in and as they were coming in we all jumped up and went boo and some parents thought it was so funny, like my mum. Yeah. She, she was from Canada, so oh, she knew yeah. about Halloween. Right. And she was like, oh, you got me. But some parents were so upset. Yeah. 
it caused this whole thing, and she the, remember the teacher wasn't at school for a few days. She got the yeah. No, no, she no. Got, she got told off. Oh no! I'll always remember that and how silly it was because it was just really fun, harmless, and yeah, very different. Now, school subjects, did you kind of have the like English, math, science, social studies, art, music? We did. We had English, math, arts, science, history. Home economic. We had woodworking as well. Ooh, I used to enjoy that. I was I wasn't very good at it, but you just get to you know use the drills. But it wasn't an ele- electric drill. It was one of those ones where you turn the handle. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't be laughing at you. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably that's probably for safety reasons more too. So mm-hmm. you know, not going to give it a power it just, drill. It might have just been me that they gave. Oh that no! <laughs> Here's someone have the giant power drill. Yay! <laughs> Everyone gets power drill except someone. Oh no. That's why. No, no. And what age did you learn, like, home economics and that? Was that, like, junior high? Um, Older? That was secondary school, which I guess was junior high and high school all mixed into one. Um, Uh So I would have been about 12 when I started. Was that that junior high? Yeah. Or maybe high school. I don't know. Yeah, because it's always, like, kindergarten, you're five-ish. Junior high is, like, seven. Oh, so probably high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the boys would learn about making things and mechanics. And the girls, we learned about cooking, sewing. <laughs> fun. Actually, I shouldn't say fun, because we used to have, um, what were they called? Not like electives, but kind of like you got to pick, like you had your basic core, whatever, and then there was a bunch of other courses you could take. So you could do home economics. You could do um, like the woodworking. We had woodworking, metalworking, and plastics. Mm-hmm. So you got to choose that. Or you could do like survival or fitness. Or there was at one point in time, and I'm really going to age myself, there was something called the Venus Club. And it was like <laughs> just stuff for girls. You It was really, you could only, you had to be a girl and you would learn like the basic stuff. And it was like, let's paint our nails and like this kind of stuff. I know. See, I like that just kind of, <laughs> I really liked, I think it was called Outdoor Ed. Mm-hmm. Because we got to like shoot archery and go on like hiking trails and learn how to survive Ooh. in the bush. I thought that was fun. We didn't do anything like that because no. we were, it was in the countryside, the school. We'd run across fields and climb over wooden fences, but like one of those British period dramas. Oh I hated it. I was <laughs> just like, this sounds awful. I was so not a job. My goodness. I liked playing soccer when I was in um, junior high mm. with boys. I used to have a pair of shorts under my skirt, and at lunchtime, I'd just whip my skirt off and run onto the soccer field. Yes. Or football, as yep. it's always called. That. And then once I started getting older and the boys were like, you can't play with us, you're a girl. That's when my interest in sports waned. And we do cross country and the teacher would just be like, come on, girls, lift your legs. And, come on, Simone, you can do better than that. And I was like, oh, gosh, when's this going to end? What were your report cards like? Oh, see, I came from a very strict household of, like, if it was 100% or more, even though sometimes that's impossible, it wasn't good enough. So if I got anything, like, less than, like, it was very high 90s and 80s. If it was a low 80 or a high 70, it was a stern talking to Oh, I really? had a, yeah, very strict family. How about you? Um, I just remember having lots of comments from the teacher saying she's very kind, very sweet, very quiet, and has trouble paying attention. She's wow. a daydreamer. Not the fact that probably what they're teaching her. <laughs> and it's easy to get distracted, but... Lots of comments. Puts in lots of effort. So, yeah, Yeah, my grades weren't fantastic. And, of course, I had undiagnosed ADHD, which I found out, like, 40 years later. Right. So so my parents were always really proud of, like, oh, you're very 
kind and sweet. Well, don't worry if you got a D in math. That's okay. Aww, those are the <laughs> skills that are ultimately going to carry you because I see that joke all the time. Like, another day has gone by where I still don't know. I still haven't had to use Y equals MX plus B. <laughs> Or the hypotenuse of a triangle. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. those skills, like, clearly being kind as an adult is way more important than <laughs> math. Sorry, math teachers. Just <laughs> I have to admit, I have gone on Facebook and looked up some of the mean girls from school. <gasps> Do they get their just desserts? Well, no. Oh. But they, they're all still friends. Like, oh, you see the one name, and then... Oh. The friends this would have these other names like you, 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 and it was the same bunch of awful girls. Those are the ones that just peaked at that age. If there's any any kids listening, any kids in school, you're not liking it. Just remember that school isn't the be all and end all of your life. If there's people there right now who suck, you are going to meet better people once you leave school and as you get older. Okay, one thing I did like because it is September. Back to school shopping. Oh, I love back to school shopping. <laughs> New stuff? Yes. Bag, new pencil case, new markers. <laughs> I know, because all the kids are going back now and all the fall stuff is coming out. You have no idea how badly I want to go and buy stuff. I'm yeah. not in school. No. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, you go past those booths when it's like 50% off. All these different erasers and deluxe pencil sharpeners. I want them all. Yes. And of course, there's good deals, like you mentioned. Like, mm-hmm. you just, like I'm looking at a new phone. It's back to school deals. Mm-hmm. I know my mum would always take me to buy like a new coat, some new piece of clothing for the year. And that was always a big treat for me. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stuff. Okay. Quickly, well. I had some books and movies and TV shows about school. Or like Dairy Girls say it, skill. Skill. <laughs> We've been talking so much that uh, we didn't even get to funny quotes about school, books set in school, movies set in school, but we are going to post um, the links. Back to the library, like we have stuff mm-hmm. for kids, for back to school and learning. An exciting school. school. You can visit our website at SGPLE Resources. There are lots of educational sites for you to explore. So, if you would like to be a special guest, or you have any questions, concerns, or any great episode ideas, you can send them to us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll tune in next time. Class dismissed.